0: Welcome to the Twin Therapist Podcast. This is a podcast that tries to fill in the gaps between what you learned in graduate school and what the real world slapped you in the face with when you got out there and started to hunt them clinical hours down, right? So this this podcast is hosted by me, Dr. Julius Austin, and my brother, you know him as Dr. Jude Austin. But his clients know him as doctor. And how does that make you feel? (laughs) Uh, I I would say it's unofficially sponsored by client tears and chronic lower back pain. uh, From (laughs) From sitting in in (laughs) these sessions. Just lumbar problems. That's what we should have named the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Go to my chiropractor. And I'm like, yeah, it's just the whole back. The whole back. What's what's, what's wrong with you today? What's going on with you today? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like seeing a client on a Monday and saying, how are you doing? And say, this week is just horrible. Well, it's nine o'clock on Monday. So (laughs) let's (laughs) strap in, you know? (laughs) All right, man. So today's topic is what is counseling? So, you know, and we're going to kind of take this process throughout the whole um, podcast where we're going to have a topic like this. What is counseling? I'm going to write down a couple of questions. Uh, you're going to write down a couple questions. We're not going to know what each other's questions are. And then we're just going to like dive into it, you know, really to see like where it takes us. So I don't know where we're going with today's podcast, but it's going to be fun. All right, yeah, man, should be fun. Should be fun. I got some, I got some good, high quality questions for you. Okay, I'm still writing my questions right now. Just like in graduate school, I was always late, always just carrying you on my back, man. You know, are your legs not hurting yet? You know, oh no, yeah, they hurt. I'm fine up here. Yeah, Yeah, got a nice view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start. So, what what is continent, man? What do you what do you what do you think continent is, or what have you been able to like become aware of? since starting is this your first question yeah it's my first question so you just you you just use the title of the thing to to make your first question yeah that's what i do with my students too when students ask questions i just reframe the question reframe the question all right right, right, right. nah man so counseling to me man it you know i think when i i think it's probably better to answer the question in like development you know, okay. like, remember when we first started, like when we first started counseling, we're sitting in theories and we're thinking to ourselves, I'm about to save the world. This city needs me. I am Batman. I am vengeance. I- <laughs> you know, you start to. You know, like you have these ideals about yourself in this nice office with clients who are just growing. You know, hey, what, what would you, what would your council and superhero name be? Oh man, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about a council, a superhero name. Sometimes You're I feel as like well, I don't. man. <laughs> 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 nah, man. It's so so like that. Sh- I don't know when that changed, but it was like an abrupt like. You know, like, oh, that's not what I'm doing here, mm-hmm. you know? Like you get this sense of like, well, I talk to people and I tell people, you know, everything that they should do to live a good life, you know, and they and that's not what kind it's not it's not advice. So like I think like at its core, counseling is a real, genuine relationship. Like genuine. I mean, where both people are real people, right? Sitting in a room for An hour, 90 minutes, 75 minutes, trying to figure some stuff out, man. Yeah. Trying to figure some stuff out. That what what I have to offer as like the therapist is, you know, the gooey stuff. Genuineness, unconditioned, positive regard, empathy, immediacy. And we can talk about that more in detail, you know. But then also like realness, man. Like my culture, my background, stories from family, all of that stuff. That's what counseling is. It's like us figuring some stuff out me sharing parts of myself with clients them doing the same you know but us like trusting the process throughout it you know like it's not me helping you know like i'm not there to help because i feel like if i'm the helper then that makes the clients the in need like the helpless you know and so Mm i don't know what do you think yeah it's it's funny that that you mentioned that it um uh that it it, you know, the counseling process is in like stages, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. When you're like, when you're first starting out, there is this, or at least I can speak for myself. There's this process of, Oh, I just want to help, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there is this, you know, like you're sitting in theories class thinking like, what is my superhero name? You know? So like, yeah. Feelings will man or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, you come in with this idea that, well, I'm going to help clients, you know? So for me, what that manifests itself into is being in session and thinking, all right, if I'm going to help this client, that means that I should know exactly what to say. I should be able to locate the feelings exactly like how the client feels. And I shouldn't say these feelings because I don't want to project the feelings into, you know, the, the, you know, the client's words. I just, I want to be Mm -hmm. precise and right, you know, the whole time, you know? And I think- It it, makes you have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, it makes you have to be, yeah, some perfect version of yourself, you know? And Mm -hmm. I I think what I've come Mm -hmm. to learn is that counseling is the process of the the constant iteration of building um, a relationship, right? So it's not actually- It's not actually helping, um, but it's the process of helping. And I think what that process of helping looks like is calibrating uh, my reality with the client's reality to create this shared reality within our relationship. So, for example, with like anxiety you know, I have my own experiences with anxiety, which means I have a, my own definition. Same with the mm-hmm. client, you know, mm-hmm. so I think if I were to assume that their definition of anxiety is like mine, right, then I, it's going to be, I'm going to be doing therapy based off an assumed reality, right? Mm-hmm. But I think counseling is in that process of figuring out All right. How do you define anxiety and how do you experience anxiety? Where does it show up in your life? How does it manifest in your relationships? That Mm -hmm. process of growing closer to the client is what counseling is, not necessarily the let me help you with, you know, coping skills for anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, uh, I don't know, man, like, It's not about the outcome, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more about the process and to make it more tangible, you know, it's like you're you're trying to move a client from one place to the next. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. actually, you're trying to you're trying to create a, a process where the client feels like, you know, they they can move to the next place mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember but we had a professor once who said like you got to be the dumbest person in the room no you know? i don't i think they just told you that specifically I, and i don't think they said you have to be i think they said you are i think you were well specific. i i take that as a compliment yeah, yeah well, i take that as a compliment you. You yeah know? you know Whenever you want to take it, but I can I can assure you that uh, it wasn't meant as a compliment. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, no, I take it as a compliment, man, Uh, because you know it puts you in a position to where you have to rely on your curiosity. Mm -hmm. You know, like you Mm -hmm. have to rely on your curiosity. You know, you have to go. Anxiety, never heard of it.
1: Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah,
0: what is what is that? What is that word? What does that mean to you? You know, anger, 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 never never heard of it you know yeah like what does that mean to you you know i think that like helps clients to that's the relationship you got to fall in love with that with that process you Mm -hmm. know it's not about helping it's not about it's not about you know you offering solutions it's about connection and not just the connection between you and the client but the connection between the client and their own health yeah. their own, you know, the best versions of themselves are like, as, you know, Rogers would say their ideal self, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Okay. Is it my turn to ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. You ask a question and I'll see if it's suitable enough for us to actually talk about it, you know? Cause I don't yeah. know what you, I don't know what you got going on in there, you know? I thought you approved all my questions before. Nope. Didn't look at the email. <laughs> uh, so my second question is, my first question. Client. Ooh. Who who who's the client? I don't know, man. Are you? I have some thoughts if, if you don't have a ready. To eat. Well, good because I'm going I'm going philosophical and in, in, internally right now. Like, yeah, who is the client and what is the meaning of life and why are <laughs> we here? And you see, well, that's why I had to stop doing existential because all of my sessions were in. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what is the meaning? Life is just a meaningless pit of depression and pain. That's all life is. All right, I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Same time next week? Same time. Uh, no, nah, I mean, okay, so, like, I was, when I was writing this question on, I, I was thinking, like, who am I working with, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, and I think I made this mistake, like, when I first started, I would assume that the client is the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the more I work, the more I realize that's not actually the case all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, the client is like, there's different layers to the client, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so like when a person comes in and let's say they're experiencing anxiety, right? Like oftentimes they're experiencing anxiety about something or something happened that triggered that feeling of anxiety, something in the past. Mm -hmm. So in front of me, it's that, Instead of a thirty-year-old, you know, client, I'm actually working with a twelve-year-old client, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't want to treat them like a twelve-year-old. But I think there's something in my mind that goes, "Oh, okay, this client is here now," Mm -hmm. you know, and then because I know sometimes in session clients will like more like time travel. You know, like in their bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, you can see them act like a 12 year old Mm -hmm. and then they shift back to a 30 year old, you know, and then somewhere along the way, they jump to like a 60 year old kind of like sage. This is a stuff I've learned Mm -hmm. type of client, you know, Mm -hmm. and so trying to I think like that's part of the process is sitting in the room and going, who am I working with in here? you know, like who, who am I working? And and then trying to empathize with that part of the client that's showing themselves, you know? Yeah. I, I feel that when I'm in session with somebody and they're bringing up, you know, uh, something that happened to them in the past, I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still talking to that client as they are at like 30 years old. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm talking to a 30-year-old person with this 12-year-old version of themselves that has a message within inside of them, right? Mm-hmm. That has mm-hmm. something that like the 12-year-old um didn't get, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe still needs, or maybe the 12-year-old is seeing an iteration of what their what they got when they were 12 starting to like resurface. As mm-hmm. this thirty-year-old version of themselves is experiencing it in real time, you mm-hmm. know, and I know that's kind of like weird to even conceptualize, right? But I, I think I see multiple versions of the client in front of me, but I still see the person in front of me as the client. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, I think my process is saying, you know, and I think that's why it's important to 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 be curious. You know, cause it's like, all right, so you're talking about this thing that happened to you in the past. Let's go back there. You know, like what, mm-hmm. how old were you? Right. And um, man, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that, and I'm also thinking about like, you know, a student who may be a listener to this thinking what I would have thought of, yeah, but how do you wrap it up in like a 50 minute session so that the client's not like, you know, saturated in their own trauma. You know, Mm -hmm. and maybe we can talk about that at some other point. But I think there was a huge fear of mine um, when when starting out is like, can I actually go there with the client? You know, do we have Mm -hmm. enough time for that? You know, so, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do think that like, you know, different traumatic events happen to us. And when those traumatic events happen to us, there is like a alternate timeline that we're on, you know, but it doesn't discount the version of ourselves that that incident happened to, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. And so in session, sometimes I, I invite the client to like, you know, have that 12 year old uh, to externalize that 12, year old. Like, yeah. Like have, bring them out in the room. And then like have a conversation with that 12 year old, you know? So mm-hmm. like, that's how I see it. but, but, yep. It gets a little juicy whenever you're with, like, you know, uh, couples, you know, like, for sure. And couples and families, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, most of the time, like, you know, like when I'm working with couples, like, sometimes you'll have that 12 year old part of one client mm-hmm. is actually in a relationship with the 13 year old part of the, their partner, you know? Here and so, you know, when they're. When they're in their most unhealthiest as yep. a couple yep. it's actually because it's two kids in a relationship you know <laughs> or 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 it's a kid in a relationship with an adult yeah you know mm-hmm. or it's an adult in a relationship with an elder yeah you know yeah. it's like it's like the the time isn't synced up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and they can't pull each other towards you know like you know what I mean? Cause you, could you, you don't want to dismiss any of them. You want, mm-hmm. you know, in like a relationship, you want, you know, your partner to pull you into like the more childish parts of yourself mm-hmm. and then also pull you up into the more wise, you know, and you want the same thing to happen in therapy between, you know, I want the same thing to happen between me and my clients, you mm-hmm. know, I want to be able to pull them through those times. So like part of my job, I think as a therapist is being able to manage. Who my client is in the mm-hmm. moment, not manipulate them or move them or, you know, but manage like, oh, OK, I see where we're at now. I see when we are yeah. now. Yeah. You know, and then how to move from one thing. So he, here's here's part B of that. Oh, question. man, I was because I have another question. My my second question lines up with that, what you were saying. But before you get to that, let me just do a brief uh, commercial because you just talked about something that I know that the listeners are like yeah that's me I'm in a relationship with the child so listen if you're in the Texas or Virginia area Dr. Jude Austin is available wow. taking clients right now wow. you can find him on psychology today uh, if you that's feel like true. if you feel like that's you and you are in a relationship with the child or maybe you are the child you're unaware of it go ahead on and see your boy go ahead on and see your boy he does virtual therapy as well now listen when you go to him and he completely screws up your relationship, come on over to Dr. Julius over here, you know, and let me go ahead and fix it. You know, that's playing for the home team. You know? <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyway, man, my part, so the so the part B is, so if, you know, who's, who's the therapist? Okay, hold on. Let me, let me like, hold on. Let me augment my question here. Because... Uh, hold on. Yeah. Who's, who's the therapist? You all right. Know? All right. So I, I, I just augmented my question because it, it, it aligned too closely. So, so who's the therapist? Yeah. Who's, who's the therapist? If the client is this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the person sitting in front of you mm-hmm. and also kind of past versions and future versions of mm-hmm. themselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, then who are we? Man, this is this is gonna be an interesting answer and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this but I don't think I had this in the in the locker when I was just starting out but you know you get like 10 20 30 40 thousand clinical hours in and there's you start to develop iterations of the human experience that you can pull on to not like predict the future right? but to not feel so confused. So if somebody's going through a breakup and you've seen 15,000 clinical hours of like breakups, you know, I would say you have a pretty good idea of what some of the processes are of a breakup. You know, Mm -hmm. so when you say who's the therapist, for me, it's different. I see myself pulling on different versions of my past self, right? To really get a good understanding of what the client's process is. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe how I'm conceptualizing the client's process. So sometimes a client will bring something up and I'll give you an example. Like a client will bring up something about being slapped in the face very harshly with the idea that their parents are aging. Right. Um, so I'm in the, I'm present with the client and I'm there, but also I'm pulling on this version of myself that sat in front of a family, um, doing family therapy, uh, maybe five years ago, um, where, uh, the kids were coming to the realization and the parents were coming to the realization that they were, uh, that the parents were getting older and that because they were getting older, they needed a specific type of care from the kids. And like going through that process with the family, When I'm with this client, that version of myself is also present in the room. And I think that version of myself has a clinical and therapeutic voice. Right. As I'm Mm -hmm. like trying to navigate the the you know, the ins and outs with this relationship. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you're kind of doing the same thing as the client, mm-hmm. you know, except yep. except you're just a little bit more aware of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think that you the know? awareness of that allows me to pick and choose which moments, like clinically, would really align with what this client is talking about in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... You know, I, this may be controversial to say, but I feel like, that, uh, hey, I feel before like you say this, man, we got some really good jobs and I got nah, models- not that kind of controversial. No, oh, no, no, okay, no. Okay, okay. no I, I think, I think like the, I think like, it's more like you are the most insightful person in the room. Oh, you know, like you are not, I'm, I am, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, everything. Right. I think that's, that is the difference between like when I first started to now. I think when I first started, I felt like I needed to know everything in order to help, Mm -hmm. you know, but that I feel like that's changed and it turned into like, if this is my client, then what I need to be, who I am is the most insightful person in the room, meaning I have skills, knowledge and attitudes to help to work with to facilitate a process. But I also have like the awareness of myself and how to use it. And you know what I mean? Like how to make those things actionable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I can, the client oftentimes can't do this because they're talking, they're in their thing and you're Mm -hmm. listening, you know, but I can call out the process, you know, I can, you know, you're, you're that person, Mm -hmm. you're that dude, like, to be honest. To share things, to be open, to be genuine, to kind of create these parallel processes inviting mm-hmm. clients in, you know, like that's kind of what you can be, you know, and that's what I try to be, you know, mm-hmm. just the most realist version of yourself. Okay. I I, you know? I agree with that. Like I agree with the idea of being the most real, realist version of yourself But I'm not sure I agree with the idea that you are the most insightful person in the room. I think you have... I think you are the most insightful person in the room about the therapeutic process. That's what I mean. That's what I oh, mean. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean just like in life. I mean like yeah. for that hour, mm-hmm. you know, you have your hand on the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your insight is cut. Your QB vision is like a 100%. Right. You know, on like you know, for all the old Matt and listeners mm-hmm. out there, like mm-hmm. that QB vision is wide. So you can see. You know when your client is about to transition from one Mm -hmm. era to the next. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're paying attention, your fingers on the pulse of like, you know, oh, we need to sit here for a little bit. We need to sit in this thirteen year old stuff. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, that's That's what I mean. Yeah, I think yeah, there's there's insight about that process of okay, we need to really sit here with this like, you know, 13 year old self or whatever. And I think the client has the insight of, okay, if I had to sit here with this 13 year old self, let me, let me instinctually express what I feel is the most important thing to express, you know, Mm -hmm. and you as Mm the you as the clinician kind of have to, at least I, you know, I see it in a sense of like figuring out, all right, is this Genuinely, the most important thing to express, or, or are you like not saying something, or not going yeah. somewhere, or not that you know you don't believe your client, but just like I'm getting that instinct, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that you know that instinct. So, but mm-hmm. well, okay, so let, let me mm-hmm. let me transition to the next question because the next question I have is whose needs are getting met in um, in the session? Oh man, that's an easy one. Hmm mine okay next question yeah (laughs) easy easy (laughs) whose whose card is on no man i like you know we talked about this i think before in like other presentations but like i know you feel this way you know like don't tell me how I i feel I'm, I think I can tell you because you told me how you felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good, That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I think, I think it's 50, 50. Sometimes, sometimes I think it's 60, 40. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's 70, 30, you know, like one way or, or the other, you know, like for example, today, man, I'm working <laughs> with this client, right. And we're talking about stuff and, and I know that we need to shift towards like a deeper Mm -hmm. conversation about the issue Mm -hmm. like we're on surface and and she's getting her needs met you know right now so it's 70 30 right now and i'm just kind of sitting and listening and now i know we i need to shift this to a deeper talk so that i can feel like the 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 session is moving and it's productive Mm -hmm. you know and so i Start to shift, you know, from 70, 30 to 60, 40 to, you know, and try to shift the dynamics to get my needs met, Mm -hmm. you know, like my personal needs, because I want this session to be impactful and helpful, but my professional needs too, because I want this to be helpful for herself and she doesn't know how to do this. She doesn't know how to do therapy. She's not a trained therapist, but she, she's an expert in her story, you Mm know? And so I'm using my skills and stuff to shift it, you know, you know what I mean? Like in that sense, and there's some other senses, but I think like, you know, I think both the client and the counselor can get their needs met in the, in the hour. Yeah. I think it's, um. Man, it's kind of taboo, right? To say that, like, I'm getting my needs met in this session, Mm -hmm. you know? if Like, it sounds unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. But I would be lying if I said that I didn't ask a specific question because it's not a therapeutic question. It's just a genuine Mm -hmm. curiosity that I have where, like, I have Mm -hmm. an itch that I need to scratch, you know? And like, okay, tell me about this one thing, you know? I don't know where Mm -hmm. it's going to take us, but I'm personally interested in you know um i'll give you an example i had a um i had a client who's also a therapist and we were talking about integrating um ai into sessions um Mm -hmm. and he may be a listener to this pod so if you are where's my money (laughs) i did therapy with you the other day and i still hadn't seen it in my account so where's my money You know, Um, (laughs) (laughs) those poor clients, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he was saying about how, you know, sometimes, and and I do this uh, sometimes too, but or at least I want to try to start integrating it into, into my process, but he uses this headset and they use this app where they can like go on a journey together. So sometimes using the headset, they go on a journey to like this person's hometown you know, Mm -hmm. or this person's, um, you know, the, the site of a car crash or the Mm -hmm. playground that they grew up playing in. And you can like, you know, virtually stand in the location and look around with the client, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and man, yeah, I, I would be lying if I said that. Yeah, sure. That's beneficial to the client. And I think some ways like, you know, super contemporary with like how psychotherapy is moving, but also like my needs are getting met because I'm doing something cool in session, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I can't wait to go to my colleagues and be like, look at what I did and look how beneficial that was for this, for this client. Not in like a, I'm so great and I'm better than you, but like, Hey man, this is where the This is where therapy is moving, and it really worked for me. Y'all go try it in y'all sessions. You know, that's just one example, but for sure, like my needs are getting met, and the clients' needs are getting met. And I don't think I was too willing to admit that when I was just starting out. Well, yeah, man, and you know when you don't do that, you know, like when you are starting and you say this is not about me, this Mm -hmm. is not about me, this is your space, this Mm -hmm. is your like it. It kind of keeps you from. Doing things that you need to do for yourself in Mm -hmm. session, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, like when you're working with a couple and they're screaming at each other, you know, it's like, hey, I need y'all. I need Mm y'all to be more respectful. Right. You know, or hey, I need y'all to stop cussing Mm -hmm. because somebody next door doing play therapy
1: yeah you know, yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like that that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it stops you from doing it because you're like, well, I don't wanna, you know, yep. and it create it puts this like anxiety in the space that like, if you were in a genuine relationship yeah. with another person, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that like therapy is a little bit, cause they're paying you for the services and there's some mm-hmm. like you know, authority kind of things in there, mm-hmm. but you're trying to make it as genuine as possible in your yeah. genuine relationships. You would ask for what you needed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you would ask for what yeah. you needed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you just would. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah. yeah. That harks back to the idea that, Therapy, like counseling, is a genuine relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. And and with that being said, it's genuine, even to the point of, you know, judgment mm-hmm. is a real thing that happens in session. Like mm-hmm. you know, when somebody says, "I take a non-judgmental approach," man, you, you know, let's say you're in this profession for thirty years, like you got thirty years worth of psychotherapy. You got, you know, 100,000 clinical hours and you never judge your client once. Mm-hmm. And once? Come on, man. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. I wish somebody would have told me that in graduate school. This is the part where we fill in the gaps. Like you judge clients in session, not in like some negative you know, uh, degrading way, yeah, you know, but like, you know, you're doing a session with a client, and the client's in like a parking garage, and they're doing it via Zoom, and their eyes are darting all over the place. Yeah, I'm sitting there judging, like, are you in a safe place? Like, are you? Mm-hmm. You know, is this like some type of like paranoia? Like what are we doing here? What are, yeah, what yeah. are we doing here? You know, this is so such an odd place to like do therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like questions arise of like why are you like what's happening for you? Are you safe? You know, what do you so like those clinical questions come from sometimes a place of judgment, you know? Even yeah. even if the even if the person keeps making the same terrible decision. Terrible. Terrible decision, mm-hmm. you know, one decision after the next mm-hmm. keeps making this and then falling in the pattern and you're bringing it up and you're talking about your processing through yeah. it and then you come back. Mm-hmm. You still care for them. you still empathetic, mm-hmm. you still all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is a part of you that's like, bruh, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Come yeah. on, you know, and, and I think like, you know, when, when we first started, we hesitated in bringing that kind of stuff up. Mm -hmm. you know you know what i mean we we Mm -hmm. didn't even see counseling we didn't even see counseling as a place where you could Mm -hmm. do that with clients you know where you could sit there and go bruh listen man you're doing that you're making you not see it's the same pattern like what's going on is something going on with us that's making you you feel like you need to keep making these choices you know like something you know what i mean Yeah. yeah but that's that redefines what counseling is and mm-hmm. turns it from a transactional thing where the client is coming to me to get services, yeah. you know, to a, the client's coming to me so that we can figure some stuff out so that we can work on, so we can build a relationship so that we can be yeah. connected. Yeah. You know? So we can build a relationship that's genuine, but also like vulnerable mm-hmm. and vulnerable on both sides and productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genuine, vulnerable, productive. You know, Mm -hmm. um, so is it my turn to ask a question? Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah, yeah, we got a couple more, a couple more minutes, you know, because I know I got it, I got it, I got a good one, I got a good one, all right. So we talked about, like, what is counseling, right? We talked about this stuff, and uh, I had some great ideas. You, you know, in your own way contributed. Okay. Um, how do you do counseling? Like, how do you do it? And, I mean, you know, we don't have that much time, so, mm-hmm. you know, I know whatever you think you're doing in there is probably complex and complicated, but... Uh, Oh no, I was just, I was just messaging with a student last night. Cause you know, I got a real job. Um, so <laughs> yeah, my, my students actually reach out to me for help and support, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about that. Um, you know, like, how do you, like, what are you doing? And like, you know, you think that it's complicated. And I think when I was just starting out as a clinician, yeah man, I thought this was super complicated. Like you probably you probably I I mean I've seen the treatment plans that you wrote early oh, on. Man, oh, you was trying to I don't know what you was doing, but Yeah, I was trying it was the, it was early iterations of my dissertation. That's what I was writing. Look man, yeah, your treatment at, plan should not have figures attached to it. Yeah, yeah, I had addendums. Um I had Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This this man's treatment plan had it's like math formulas. On I'm it. trying to treat them for everything. I was like, I'm what are you to, doing? I'm trying to treat them for foot fungus, whatever they have <laughs> going on. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a holistic therapist. I. I'm treating for everything. You got. Uh-huh, you you yeah. are you. Are you slicing your, your. Your driver. I got. I got the. I got for you. That. Yeah. You, I got <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Is your converter going out? Then yeah, I got you for you know I can help you for that too. You know. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You, what you got an abscess tooth? Yeah, I got you for that. Too, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a treatment plan for that. I got a treatment plan for it. You know. Uh now. Nah, but yeah, I think what I'm doing in there is like, uh, trying to be, trying to be the quickest, trying to get to the realist version of a genuine relationship with the client as fast as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about the client's like presenting problem or what they're coming in the session for, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about what's happening between the two of us, you know, mm-hmm. like, is there anything that you need to know about me to feel like you really understand who I am as a person, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm going to be asking you questions about like who you are as a person. Once I can, once we can have some, some, Uh, some cohesion and like who we are in the room, Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about where we want to go forward, you know? And I think sometimes at least I made therapy so difficult because I didn't feel like I could say what I was thinking, you know, I didn't feel like I could say what I was thinking, how I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I felt like Mm -hmm. I had to, to synthesize what I was thinking into this, like, you know, this idealized version of what a therapist sounded like. Yeah. You like you wanted it to be pretty. Yeah. I wanted it to be nice and pretty and packaged with a bow on it and, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. And I think now, I think mm-hmm. I made the transition of, you know, um, being okay with sacrificing the relationship for genuineness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how, how do you do counseling? Like, I remember you telling me a story, man, of like when you were in, I think you're working for a university counseling center, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, Yeah, I, I don't have anything in my office. It's two chairs, a table, and an hourglass. And when you remember this, remember this, when you were in your, your minimalistic phase of of counseling, like that, that I mean, you're not a real therapist. If you need all this extra stuff in your office, all you need is a clock and two chairs. (laughs) And what are you trying? All of it is a distraction. That's what it really is. You're not a real actor if you're in these Marvel movies. Are you? Wait, what? You're just trying to distract yourself away from the fact that you don't have any skills. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you remember you would say you would go like client walks in. They sit down. I turn over the hourglass and we just start talking. I mean, yeah, I don't remember that, but I do remember, I, I do, there is a version of that, right. Where like, I'm, I don't have my cell phone on me. I don't have my watch on me. I I'm, I don't have my, my, uh, my wallet on me. Um, I have a watch. Um, and I don't, I just try to take all these identifiers off of my, my person. It's just a yeah. process, just a process cue. Just like, you know, any athlete would have, um, yeah. and then yes, yeah, sitting down in a chair and it's usually, all right, where are we going today? You know, yeah, yeah, what, what's yeah, happening for you? Yeah, what's going on, yeah, you know, between the two of us, you know? Yeah, man. Well, let me, let me share a little bit and then we can probably wrap up here in a little bit. But like, <laughs> so, so like when I'm, when I'm in the room with a client, right, what I'm trying to do is the basic counseling skills really well. Cause that's all you can do, Ju, you know, those who can't do teach, you know, and you, you won some awards for teaching. So, you, you know, know, man, I'm leave that there. Happen. I really don't have to take this. Like, I really don't need this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have clients and students who love me. No, and- I, but I love. <laughs> I love how you try to couch it for the listener. And like, I'm just trying to do the basic clinical skills. No, but this is like- what I mean, though. <laughs> this is what I mean because remember, remember, like when we first started, man, dog, we were we were using these these ten cent words that we found in the thesaurus, like facetious and just, like, just trying to do too much, you know, like that, that's how I was, you know, that's how I felt. I felt like, you know, it was like, man, like just trying, just overloading the process with like, Everything, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and then the more I got into it and the more I kind of like tried stuff out, I realized that like, yeah, when I do the basic counseling skills really well, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a sharp knife, man, in the process, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. what I mean is like, all I'm trying to do is reflect content feeling process, mm-hmm. right? Moving the client from feeling words on the feeling wheel. And I know that sounds simple, Mm -hmm. but moving them deeper and deeper and deeper, deeper into the content, deeper into the feeling, deeper into the process, like over and over. And then the direction we're going, my theoretical orientation guides that direction, Mm -hmm. you know? And and then I'm feeling, where are we? Like, are we surface or depth? And trying to move myself up and down in the process, you know? So it's like that, like, how do I do therapy? Is is like that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be super organized and intentional with the time and with the therapeutic process, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I think that's what happens when I started to take ownership of like, of what counseling is, mm-hmm. you know, like when I owned it, when I said counseling is my thing, like, yeah. this is, this is my thing. Like when the clients come to see me, They're not coming to see some random kind of blank slate therapist who can offer a plethora of tools from a Mm toolkit. Nah, man, they're coming to see me. They saw me on the website. They read my bio. They probably saw me around town. Mm -hmm. They heard me speak at somewhere. They want to come and have a relationship with me. And so what is my unique way? of doing this thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think for a long time, when I first started, I tried to disown it, you know, mm-hmm. like disown the process. So I didn't have to take responsibility for it if it failed, yep. you know, mm-hmm. but then the more I did it, the more I said, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die in this shield. Yeah, Like this is, this is it, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do therapy this way and I'm gonna do a personal and intention and try to make it fail. I'm gonna define it for myself, define it for clients. And mm-hmm. if it fails, I'm failing. Yeah, like it's me. It's not the system. It's not the profession. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it's it's my thing that didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and you, you know? kind of and you have to be accountable for that within the relationship. For sure, man. For sure, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Yep, it's terrifying. Because because yeah. if if you suck, a client is, a client may look at you and go, "I don't like you." Oh, you feel it. Yeah, you feel man, it, man. Yeah, you feel man. it. Yeah. Or they just yeah. don't come back. You yeah. know, you're just like yeah. wow. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Not I only know. did they not come back, but they didn't call and tell me why they weren't coming back. or there, they just no show to a session? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Some, it's, yeah, it's hard to take as a, you know, yeah, man. And the worst is when you hear a colleague say, Hey, man, thanks for that referral. Yeah. <laughs> referral. <laughs> Re- referral what I didn't even refer <laughs> yeah that's why I just call them back and say hey I heard you go and see another counselor how dare you cheat on me how dare you do you know how this works you're with me forever forever uh, I'm going to miss you when you're gone do you think about me do you think about me <laughs> uh, oh man all right man yeah this was fun this is a good cast yeah, good hang. Yeah, good hang. You y- listen, the, for the listener out there, the one listener that we have, uh, go ahead and you know, write us a message. We're on we're on the Instagram, you know. Um, and you can also, you know, reach out to us in several other ways. So we got our website, uh the you can also reach out to us via our uh our email account, uh the at gmail.com you got any questions for us if you just want to share what you're experiencing in graduate school and we may we may do a section where we where we talk about you know graduate student experiences Uh, if you want us to cover a specific topic you know reach out to us and let us know well this has been the twin therapist podcast